hey, mamas, you know you love to brag about your kids and how awesome they are, how wonderful and special and resilient and amazing and tenderhearted and kind and special and smart. And did I say special and smart? But my question for you today as we dive into the podcast is could you be underestimating them? We're going to talk about five different ways to make sure that you do not underestimate your kids. So I hope you'll grab a pen and a journal and come on the journey with us as we talk about that very thing. Hey friends, welcome to the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm Kathy Lanham, your host, your mentor across the airways, if you will. I'm a mom of five, former teacher and top 2% company leader. Now I'm a coach, a podcaster, and a business strategist. Stick around if you're a Christian mom with some big dreams, a messy bun, and sweatpants. You might feel all the guilt, but you refuse to be a Pinterest perfect mom. You live in your car and reheated coffee is a staple. If chaos is usually rampant and you'd like some practical tips on how to grow a business, grow in your faith, and get some control with an occasional date night thrown in as a bonus, hang around. Because as we grab these few minutes together, I want to help you keep growing in your faith, build a business that lines up with your God-given gifts and talents, and make memories of a life you love. So reheat that coffee and let's get started. Okay, sweet ones, this is a huge topic, and I see it played out every day when I'm working in my day job with moms who come in, they're comparing their kids, or they're venting about their kids when they're not maybe doing what they want to do. So I just want to point out five areas where we might be underestimating our kids. Now, it's easy when it's your friend's kids, and you're looking at them, and you can point these things out. It's a little bit more difficult when it's our children. So there's five areas that I want to hit on today. Don't underestimate your kid's ability to learn, their ability to manipulate and to wiggle out of trouble, their ability to work and develop character, their need for structure, their resilience. Let's look at them and unbox these. Number one, the ability to learn. Oh my goodness, y'all. Did you know that by age six, kids have like 5,000 vocabulary words and they can express themselves in a myriad of ways, but before they're one, they can understand way more than they can verbally output. And that's been proven with special needs kids as well. So that really underscores the need to be reading and talking and conversing with our kids. But before the age of nine, if we learn a second language, kids just kind of absorb it and learn it. It makes it easier and makes us more receptive to be able to learn other languages after that first one, and not only other languages, but it's, I was reading one study from Harvard that it makes you more imaginative, more creative, and more able to think outside the parameters of what is the norm. So that's a pretty incredible thing. But the area I want to hone in on is our kids' ability to understand. Because we talk in front of them, we talk in code, and we spell, and we think that they don't understand us. And oh, they're just kids that don't understand. The problem is, is, is they don't understand. They do on their level, on a child's level, but they can't process it correctly. But they understand way more than we give them credit for. And I was one of those kids that I like to sit back and listen. And I learned all kinds of things because I never said anything, but I listened. I had a child that did that as well. Kids are hearing adult conversations, adult problems, and adult issues with childlike perception. 
So there's a disconnect there in the reasoning through. Shonda Pierce, who is a hilarious Christian comedian, she shares the story that she was getting a drink of water at her church. Her dad was the pastor, and she had a brother and a sister. And these two little pillars of the church, little saints, are standing behind her. And they said, ah, oh, poor Shonda. She's not very P-R-E-T-T-Y, is she? And she turned around. She goes, no, but she's very S-M-A-R-T. So she busted them right there. And that happens with us. And I hear hilarious tales of when kids can spell and they figure things out. And so we do have to be careful and we have to be very tender in what we're saying in front of our kids, especially if we're venting to a friend about our mother-in-law, about our marriage, about our sex lives, about our mothers, about our relationships with XYZ, whomever. When we're venting that, we're setting a model, we're setting an example. And remember, particularly if you're talking about your mom or your in-laws, that's these kids' grandparents that they want to love and admire and hold in high esteem. So be very careful when you're speaking about others in front of your kids. And also be very careful when you're saying things about your children. And this is one literally on a daily basis. Oh, my first one does this and such, but this one, oh my gosh. Oh, this one's a pistol. You know what? I can't do a thing with this one. Well, this one just tries me. Every day I hear somebody denigrating their kids or comparing them one to another. So I just want to encourage you to be very careful about that. And another thing is their ability to memorize and to learn things and to absorb things. I found out very early on with my kids when we were watching Mary Poppins, they're sitting at the table and they're reenacting when Mary Poppins is giving the kids their medicine and in perfect English accents, mmm, strawberry, mmm, rum punch. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So if they can memorize movie jingles and lines from your shows and sing songs, then they can also, I want to encourage you on this one, think about helping them memorize scripture and hiding God's word in their hearts and get the Bible verses on that are set to music. That's a great way to do it. <laughs> like I shared in a previous podcast, I always have to sing the little jingle to make sure I get all the fruit of the Spirit listed. So don't underestimate your kids' ability to learn. They are way smarter than we give them credit for, but sometimes when we're giving them adult information, they're processing it through a child lens and it doesn't always get processed correctly. And you didn't really mean it, but they took it as the gospel. So my next one is don't underestimate your kid's ability to manipulate you, your feelings, to get out of trouble, to get what they want, to have their way. We had to make a rule in our house. If one parent says no, do not go running into the other room and ask the second parent if something's okay. If one parent says no, it's no. Don't play both sides against the middle. But kids at a very early age, and I'm sure you can laugh about this or have stories that you'll put in the comments, they know who to ask. They know how to read moods. If daddy comes home mad, they know not to get around to him or to play in the other room or to do avoidance. When grandma comes, they know which grandma is going to be a pushover and which grandma is not. They know how long they need to cry and what tone of voice they need to use and all of that. And I, I tell you a fun one that, again, this is an opportunity to teach character. When you go to buy a birthday present, a sibling or a friend, isn't the tendency to want to buy something they want rather than what the person would like. All right, number three, don't underestimate their ability to work. Do you know we're the only culture in the world probably now 
that has late maturity. And by that, I mean, we don't expect our kids to work and produce until much later in life. If you look at other cultures, they all have early maturity. And we used to as a country. We just don't do it now. We don't expect our kids to work. We have the opinion, oh, there'll be plenty of time to be an adult later. They need to play. But when we say play, we don't really mean outside play that's being productive. We mean no responsibility. So that is one thing I want to encourage you to very early on begin teaching character. Begin teaching the value of work as working unto the Lord and not as unto man. The importance of taking care of what they have and what they own. And even if it's something as small as reading a book, not coloring in books, not writing in books, not tearing pages out, taking their toys to their room at the end of the night, having a five minute cleanup time, accepting responsibility for themselves, their toys, and their chores. We did a trip to Ecuador and it was very sobering. The children, and I'm talking girls, who were five, six, seven years old, they were the ones that had the babies strapped to their fronts and their backs. And the older kids who didn't have the responsibilities or the kids who didn't have siblings would be playing while the other ones would stand and watch. They were the ones that took care of the babies. And it was just a a very different mind shift to see that. But children can do chores. They can be responsible for their things. And so I want to encourage you to begin teaching that character. Number four, do not underestimate a child's need for structure, for discipline, for play, and for rest. And as the mom, as the adult, as the dad, you are the one that helps to set that. Kids need structure. They need boundaries to feel safe. They need to know what the rules are. They were not created to be in charge. And when we let them be in charge, that creates rebellion and stress and mouthiness, even at a young age, four or five years old, talking back to adults for whom they have no respect and where there are no boundaries. That undisciplined behavior, they need structure. They need a time to get up. They need a time to go to bed. They need to know when food is coming. So structure is a really important part of childhood. Another thing is discipline. The absolute understanding that there is a consequence for behaviors, that there is responsibility that comes with our words and our actions, that you cannot play in the street. It's just not acceptable. You can't do that. You can't cook food by yourself on the stove. You can't, the basic safety rules, I mean, that's easy for us, but we need to teach that. We need to instill that. There needs to be an understanding, again, of responsibility. There's a consequence when the rules are broken. And you have to accept that responsibility. And then sadly, we see that goes into adulthood sometimes where folks have not ever been made responsible for their actions and it makes for terrible adulthood. Kids also need to be able to play. They need playtime that is unstructured. They need structured playtime, of course, but they also need unstructured playtime that does not include screens where they can go outside and they can run and play, get dirty, get messy, explore, use their imaginations. So lots of outdoor play, lots of hands-on, lots of messy water play, going to museums, going to science centers, getting to explore and play and have fun is so fundamental in childhood development that I can't even underscore it enough. And unfortunately, we have defaulted to the easier way of screen time, whether it's TVs or iPads or whatever kind of tablet you have. We default to that for babysitters, and then that's what they do for amusement. Playing a video game, while it may have great benefits as far as the studies go for developing dexterity and quick thinking, it is not the same as outdoor play. So I really want to encourage you to look at that. 
And then last but not least is rest. Kids need rest, whether it's a quiet time, you call it your queen's hour, where they have to rest quietly in their rooms, or if it's just a structured bedtime. We can't have them in continual activities from the time they get up until the very belated bedtime and expect them to do well in school and to not be stressed. We're seeing that is also a result of extended screen time and too many activities is bring the depression and the stress that we're seeing in much younger ages. And number five is resilience. And this one humbles me more than any of the others. When we see a child who's going through or who has been through incredible trauma and is coming out on the other side, able to laugh, able to enjoy life, able to forgive with some good structured counseling, able to heal those hurts and to move on. The resilience of kids is amazing. I know every time we moved from one place to another place, I was way more upset, worried, and had a harder transition than my children did. They made friends. I'm thinking that we're scarring them from a life where God knew exactly who who they were, where they were. He provided friends. And in every place that we moved, some of the places were positive. Some of the places were negative. But we learned and had great church friends and had friends in each one of those places. And what we found out was that each place that people are the same all over. Some are nice, some are kind, most are wonderful, some are not. And it has helped to forge the adaptability of our kids, even as they are adults. The children who go with their parents overseas for one, two, three, five years, learning that second language, learning that second culture, learning different norms, that is not a terrible and bad thing. Kids are so resilient and we think, oh my, this is going to scar them for life. And it really doesn't. We have a harder time than they do. They bounce back. And the the resilience of kids who are battling some disease, cancer, a unique and strange diagnosis. Those are the ones that get me to my knees and will bring me to tears every time. Kids are amazing. God has given them a heart of faith to believe, a heart of a lion to fight, and they are just amazing. But kids really are resilient. They are very forgiving. Kids are resilient and forgiving. I remember one time when I had just really blown it as a mom. I had yelled. I had been terrible. I had just, it was awful. You know, just one of those days. I'm sure y'all never have those. I had them way too frequently with five children, but I was kneeling beside my one son's bed and just apologizing. I was crying. I was like, I'm so sorry. Ma, I just, I was, should not have yelled at you. I was wrong. And just, I'm going on and on. And he says, oh, that's okay, mommy. God still loves you even when you're bad. (laughs) I'm like, well, I know God loves me, but I'm really concerned about your heart. And he said, oh, mommy, you have my heart forever. (laughs) Kids are resilient. Don't underestimate that. Be quick to ask for forgiveness and be quick to instruct and to teach and to discipline and to provide the structure that they need. And then last but not least, I want to encourage you, don't underestimate your ability to raise a warrior for the Lord, a Joshua, a Paul, an Abigail, an Esther, a Peter, a Lydia, a Ruth. You have the Holy Spirit as a gift. So do not underestimate that you are doing the next right thing. Cover those kids in prayer. Ask the Lord for direction. Get yourself a mentor to help encourage and instruct you and know that God will equip you for the work of raising these little world changers because you are precious in his sight as well as his child. And let's close this with prayer. Father, I just lift these moms up that are listening and the dads. I have a few dads. 
Father, I just raise them up, asking that you would give them eyes to see, ears to hear, wisdom and discernment where these little ones, that they would protect them, that they would give them boundaries, that they would encourage them. And Father, that you would give them the innate knowledge and the personal knowledge of yourself so that they could raise warriors for the next generation, kingdom souls that are yours. And Father, we pray that to the glory of your precious name. Amen. And guys, on top of all of it, seek ways to be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. And until next time, this is Kathy. Take care. Hey guys, real quick, I hope this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love be able to read some of those reviews online and that pours into my ministry and my work so much in addition if you want some of our free things that's found over at kathylanham.com i'd love to connect on social media dm me at at kathylanham that's my handle over on instagram so until next time go be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others you can't help but be blessed yourself take care